Hey everyone, welcome to the Atlas Returns podcast, where we teach you how to take control of your financial future by educating yourself and making informed decisions. Today, I want to cover eight financial rules that I use as an investor and financial services professional. As a reminder, this isn't financial advice, but maybe you can pick up a few tips to help you with your financial decision making. Every piece of financial knowledge you pick up adds to your financial literacy and inevitably your long-term financial success. Segment one, don't borrow for your lifestyle. Borrowing can be so expensive. When you borrow money, you pay for it later with interest. Let's take an example from the high street. At many high street electrical goods stores, um, you can buy now and pay later over a range of different terms with different interest rates. Let's say you choose a plan where you pay 10% today as a deposit and then 10% each month for the next 10 months. Sounds like a great deal, right? But this is a real world example from some popular high street brands around the UK and also in the US. Really, you didn't realize that you were paying a 10% interest because of the 10-10-10 rule, but honestly, 10% interest. So let's take an example of a £1,000 television purchased either by a buy now, pay later scheme or save now and buy later in your own accounts. First up, with a buy now and pay later, you pay £100 today and then £100 or dollars or euros, whatever you're paying in, a month for the next 10 months you end up paying 1,100. That amounts to an extra 100 on top of the purchase price. This doesn't seem like a lot, but scale this up uh, to other purchases and purchases with higher interest rates. For example, an auto car loan for your dream car, that could, that could be anything between $20,000 and $100,000 for, for a brand new car. And that can range from 3% to 20% in APR interest based on a quick Google search and really does depend on your credit score. But the interest rates are super high. You also sacrifice the $100 from your salary every single month, which could have gone be going into your savings account, which is a huge opportunity cost. It could have even went into your, your budgeting for your food, for your mortgage, for, for rent or something else, you know? If we take the opposite example of save now and buy later, if your goal is to buy the $1,000 television, or anything you don't have money for today, the prudent way is usually the best way. We'll borrow the figures uh, that we've just spoken about, an example of $100 a month. Let's say you want to save the $100 today that you would have paid on the deposit, and thereafter $100 a month for the next nine months. Notice you've already saved $100 here from accounting for nine months rather than 10 months. Next, let's consider you put this into a stocks and shares account where it receives the stock market average long-term return of 7% per year. If we compound that on a monthly basis, after month nine, you could have saved over $1,000. Doing a proper analysis on this, it actually works out that you've earned a $31 or $32 profit. Thereby, you'd buy the TV, maintain a profit, and also save another month of expenses, which would have been your month 10. If we again scale this up to a larger purchase over many years, this rule begins to make a lot more sense. 
you'll also need to factor in your monthly spending budget um, and how you'll save. Segment two, strive to own your own home or at least minimize your housing costs. Now for this point, I'll be open, I rent. Depending on the time in your life, how comfortable you are with the area and the location you want to live, you should seriously consider your living option. Personally, I'm a young professional and I plan to travel and move around the world over the next five to 10 years. Therefore, planting roots in one location wouldn't really work for me due to transaction costs involved in buying and selling properties, along with the maintenance and other costs. Therefore, for me, renting is the preferred option. It allows me to be more mobile, while I'm sure that the rent that I pay is around a third of my salary at the most. Don't forget from last week, we talked about dividing your salary into three. I would say that housing is one third, mandatory spending is another third, and then the last third is, is your investments and things. So you really wanna maintain rent or your mortgage as low as possible. On the other, other hand, if you do decide that you're in the right location, or at least you won't be moving for the next three to five years, buying a property does make a lot more sense. With rent, you're not building up your own asset wealth, but you are contributing to the cash flows of someone else and their wealth. And buying a property with a decent mortgage that is with, where the interest rate is pretty fair, you'll build up equity in your own asset while the majority of your monthly payments goes to build your own wealth. It builds up your own equity as opposed to, to paying for someone else's You'll also have the added benefit of capital appreciation in that if the house prices increase, you'll have an asset that grows in value every year. Segment three, short-term pain for long-term gain. This is a saying that works across industries from sports and fitness to wealth and financial services. It's a motto I also live by. That being said, you can still live a comfortable life today and benefit tomorrow. The key is living within your means. Take your monthly income into consideration when making any purchase from that daily morning Starbucks, and don't worry, I'm a caffeine addict too, to those Air Jordans or dinners out. Make sure that you plan your spending, set yourself a limit and stick to that limit. Personally, I set my monthly budget, take out my housing and fixed costs, pay my savings, and yes, that is a payment and you should treat it as such, and then have my spending budget left in a single account. You can then work out uh, this into a weekly personal spending budget, and you'll have this limit in mind when you're buying anything at all. And really, if you see value in buying it at all, this creates an opportunity cost where instead of buying the daily coffee and going out for dinner on a Saturday night, you pick up uh, on the actual cost of it and really see the opportunity cost in it. I would personally cook at home because yes, coffee machines are great, but nothing beats the real experience. Segment four, climb the career or business ladder as soon as possible. Yes, everyone works at their own pace and yes, everyone has their own path, but no, it's really not an excuse. You should always set your own goals and stick with them. That means specific measurable goals. Want to be a manager in three years? That is actionable, work for it. Want to grow your business to six figures in six years? That's also actionable. The key thing here is to set a specific goal that can be measured in the real world, a time by which you need to achieve it, and then an action plan that holds you accountable every step of the way. How does this impact you financially? Really in every way. What you plan to do professionally sets your monthly income, 
your budget, and therefore your future financial success. Knowing your path and working for it can also give you something solid to work for, a real purpose. Segment five, side hustles are great. Yes, every Finfluencer out there says the same thing, make more money and you'll have more money. But honestly, it, it, it is pretty true. When you're brainstorming how to get that next promotion to bolster your income, you should also consider what else you could be doing. And you do have time. I, I know many people and have many friends who work long hours, but still have side hustles from DJing at the weekend to landscape gardening in the evenings, working a bar shift every so often. Nothing is too outside of the box. Anything that adds to your income, impacts your monthly budget and improves your financial future. It's really important to consider here what you enjoy doing and what you could do on the side. Segment six, multiple income streams are key. As I've just hinted to through side hustles and career development, having multiple income streams secures your current income and adds to your monthly budget. Having multiple income streams means you don't rely on just one area of your life anymore. Afraid of losing your job? At least you'll have your income from investments, rental properties, or side hustles to keep you going while you're between jobs. Financial education is all about security. If you know you have multiple sources of income, you'll be less dependent on one to maintain your lifestyle and you can make the best decision possible to reach your financial goals. Segment seven, save for retirement. Really, it is never too early to start saving for retirement. The earlier you start, the greater time compounding has to take effect and impact your future. Compounding is when you earn interest on your interest. For example, if one year you earn 5% on $1,000 of investments, you'll have $1,050. If you have another $1,000 you add to the pot, you'll earn 5% interest on the $1,000 and the $1,050 that you already had. Your total investments will grow to just over $1,152. Now scale this up to a monthly contribution made every single month for 40 years. The compounding effect is huge, and the earlier you start, the more time your money has to compound. Every single month matters. Segment eight, don't worry about volatility, invest for life. Some years the stock market will jump. You'll have investment returns of 20%, 25%. But other years, there will be a correction, like we saw in 2007, 2008. The important thing is to separate your emotions from your investments. Research and make a decision, then stick by it through the highs and lows. Yes, you should change course if there's important news around a company you're invested in. But generally, trying to time the market for highs and lows is almost impossible. And no one should try, unless you really want to run your own hedge fund. And even at that, the market generally beats hedge funds nine times out of ten. Coming to my final thoughts here, and the key theme throughout these rules for financial life is to consider your options, understand and educate yourself, then make a reasonable decision and stick with it. No one can really tell you what will work best because everyone's financial circumstances are completely different. The important thing is to manage a healthy lifestyle, the smart investments, and just thinking about your own future. If you want to learn more about how to understand the stock market, investments, or anything financial related, please visit our YouTube channel at youtube.com forward slash education cycle. Alternatively, visit our website at atlasreturns.com for more information. Thanks and have a good week, everyone.